everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I'm your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. Emily, Mike's back. Mike is back. Mike, the the Tyson Tyson. The chicken guy? Yep. (laughs) The famous you know, that's sad boxer that I actually, slash I did, chicken I did, mogul. I used to think that Tyson's chicken was like Mike Tyson's <laughs> chicken. <laughs> he he dabbled in producing chicken products, and I think he did he did pretty well for himself. He made. I mean, easily well. a top ten chicken product. I would say it's he Tyson is one of my top six chicken brands i mean i i like corn's uh chicken it's yeah. a c-h-i-c-k apostrophe n c-h-k-n chicken. yeah it's chicken that's <laughs> what i eat so mike's back in the ring but instead of I- instead of people it's sharks what mike tyson's fighting sharks now we what? but so you saw this on Sunday night. We all saw this this fight. Of course, when Mike Tyson was in the ring with a shark. What did you, what were your no. thoughts on Mike Tyson like, fighting sharks? Like one of those Katy Perry sharks. How did sharks? you find it? Was it like a Katy Perry Super Bowl shark? Nope. No, he was in the water with sharks. Why was he punching sharks? How did you? How did you? I thought you he like liked it? animals. <laughs> I did. I thought he had like his own zoo, uh, which I don't like. But why would he want to put? You know, sharks are critically endangered. Like all of them. Yeah, I I don't know well, what to tell you. It's. What did Peta have to say about this? <laughs> I really want to know what Peta had to say about this because I'm sure they weren't neutral. He wasn't. It. So okay, I I'm sorry. This is on. This is on me. For, I, this is all. This is the first I'm hearing for of this. For making a jokey joke about it, I, I thought it would be funny. Uh, well, but it, it's I, I bizarre. I've, I've struck a nerve. I've struck a nerve. Well, with you, you and I apologize. Just, it's your. I'm just it's your so better flabbergasted. Nature. I really had no he, idea. Shark Week is back, and they put. Is it Shark Week right now? They put. <laughs> I don't know Mike, anything. <laughs> they put Mike Tyson. <laughs> in the water with a bunch of sharks for him to overcome a fear he was very afraid he didn't he wasn't fighting anything he actually uh i believe tickled one on the nose and put it to sleep which is very oh that's cute okay i was really concerned that i understood that very clear i was like he punches really hard i saw him in eatmon too in water though you know that right like you know it's hard to fight things in water for real was he playing? Was he in Eatmon Two or Eatmon Three? I've never seen any of the Eatmons, and I apologize. Okay, he doesn't play Twister. Twister's like a white British boxer. Yeah, but he does. He makes an appearance in Eatmon, and it, it's, it's his punches are hard. Like he punches real hard. I feel like even in yeah. water, it would be a pretty intense punch. I mean, they tell I, us to I punch would sharks. Be, I'd be hard pressed for anyone to take a punch from anyone underwater and come up feeling it. I mean. Knowing the physics to, of water is important. They tell you that if a shark is attacking you, you should punch it in the eye, the nosy, or the gills. Right. Which I'm so, now questioning, because why, how would that work? 
I mean, I'm sure it's just to make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know if it's We tell people work. that to give them some amount of confidence because yeah. confidence is key in these kinds Conf- of things. You need to Because have confidence. stressing out is really never the way to go. <laughs> the sharks can smell it. The fear. Ex- the fear. Exactly. Did you know this is this is a fun fact that I saw on the internet. Which so I don't, it might not I don't be think true. they can smell. Mike Tyson was very open about how fearful he was of the he said he actually vomited. He was so scared to death before he went into mm-hmm. the water but even i think specifically with mike tyson and maybe a couple other people the i don't think the shark i think the sharks can smell the fear but i think they're still like nah <laughs> when it comes to mike tyson i feel like yeah. the sharks are like i'm good on that one i'm, I'm gonna, good he... i'm gonna go the other way this guy's a hunk well how big were the sharks <laughs> have you seen the tattoo on his face i'm not fucking with that I'm sorry. I'm not fucking with that guy. I've seen Eatman. No. I'm not doing it. I've seen Eatman. <laughs> he may or may not have gone into the ring with Eatman and destroyed. I know Twister definitely did, but he did not play Twister. I think he played like a boxing association man. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch the Eatman movies again. Dagnabbit. Ooh, there goes a whole day of mine because each of those is like two hours long. <laughs> it's very worth it, though. Very worth it. It's good I cinema. interrupted you. You were going to say something. Oh, I finished saying something. Just talking about oh, Eatmon, cool. how much I love it. Yeah. All right. But that, uh, I said so, it was good cinema, so that's like a good segue, I feel. I know I, I know yeah, segues is your thing. Kind of. Except we're not we're not on the silver screen. No. I think. What's right? it called? The, <laughs> I don't the copper screen? <laughs> It's called It's called the hammered copper screen. It's like the lamest of screens. It's called the tin screen. The tin screen. Well, it's tin soul town. Is oh, wow. Yeah. We're going to make a TV right show. Now. And it's going to be are. the best TV show. As is all. like We have the golden touch, at least so far. Yeah. We, yeah, everything we've talked about has been extremely successful. Yeah, we. I mean, we put you and together, I just straight up saved the bees. Like, we saved the bees. Um, that's not a problem anymore. You, if you've if you've heard people talking about worrying about the bees, that's just not an issue anymore. So you can find another cause. Um, we've also, I mean, that production of High School Musical we put together, that that one best like one a ever. bunch of awards. It won a Tony, I think. It won six Tonys, I think. Mm. Yeah. And problem was, it was difficult because it was up against Hamilton. Right. You know? That's really tough. Which is yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But I mean, we we won out for hair and makeup, which yeah. I'm very proud of. Yeah. It, that's a because anyone one. who can do Luke Cage's hair, I mean, that's true. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Nor do I. I'm sorry. I think it's Michael. Corb. Corbin? Nope, you're thinking Cor- of Corbin Blue. I'm not thinking of Corbin Blue. I think it's my... I can't. I can't. I can't do this. I'm just going to stick my foot straight in my mouth. And it's not going to work out for anybody. <laughs> we're talking about TV. We, and we're talking about I, specifically... We're, we're going to create an award-winning television series. An award-winning TV show. And series if you're in in England. Yes. So that's a question. 
are we do we want to make something that's on a finite schedule do we want to make a miniseries as it were or do Look, we want to go for a full series in my own viewing preferences i'm always about like a like a run that has an end like i want an arc you know what i mean okay where it has a satisfying ending but that's not what we're here to do we're, we're here, here to, to win. Yeah, we're here to get some. We're here to get some Emmys. Yeah, like award winning little gold. Statues. You know what has awards? Modern Family. I'm pretty yeah. sure Modern Family is like still on. Is Modern yeah. Family still on? Well, I think they just finished their final season. Yeah, but that was like. 12 seasons like that was like a crazy amount of seasons right yeah another emmy emmy grabber was 30 rock you know they had what was it eight seasons yeah they got tons of emmy emmys huh well i'm looking at a list of the most emmy winning shows of all time okay looking at the i'm at i'm on a list of the top 25 most okay highest awarded shows in emmy history mm-hmm. uh and number one so i was i was trying to think like we have to decide on a genre really like that's when we're figuring out what our tv show is because we're starting from the ground up i want i want the best potential and i think we're going to end up on a drama just because that seems easier oh, um yeah. but they eat it up they eat the up best. the drama they do, but it doesn't have the best Emmy potential I'm learning. Really? Maybe number we can change one, that, though. Number one highest, most Emmy award winning and nominated show of all time is Saturday Night Live. Okay. Yeah, Which makes but that's sense. SNL. Right. They have, they have time advantage. They've been on for a very long time. Same mm-hmm. with uh, The Simpsons, which comes in at number four. Okay. Uh. Number two is Game of Thrones. Ugh. What? <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. It was a fine show. I don't want to be this person. <laughs> I just decided. Emily has, has acknowledged <laughs> a flaw in herself. <laughs> and she, yeah, it's she called is taste. searching to correct it. <laughs> Not looking to correct it. I'm looking to, I'm looking to uh, silence it. I'm still right. I'm just gonna be right. So you're quietly. just gonna you're just gonna squash it for the public because you don't want to for the public be in a, a yeah. Twitter battle every day of your life. Because the public liked Game of Thrones, and I can't change the public. Because it was good, mind. Emily. You can't deny that we had a good time watching the first four seasons of Game of Thrones together because we did. Yeah, and then I stopped, and I was fine. Yeah, like nothing happened. Nothing bad happened because I stopped watching Game of Thrones. I. I stand by this that and I, this is different to how I feel about movies because movies like f- from start to finish, they don't have a lot of feedback from the audience. They put out a whole movie and then they get feedback for the whole thing. So I think you have to save judgment on film for when you've watched the entire thing with TV shows there. These people putting on is that TV a knives out reference because I can't. Okay. No, I do. That's a general thing, and it's it does apply to your situation when it comes to Knives Out because you drew a harsh line for that film having not seen the entirety of it, and I don't think that's fair. When it comes to television, 
I think you have to give like a series, a season. I think you have to at least see a season. And then if you think the show is good after watching a full season of it, then, then I think that that's merit. There's merit there. But when it comes to like Game of Thrones or like uh, How I Met Your Mother, but two TV shows who have had historically terrible endings, I don't think that mm-hmm. ruins the whole show. Well, no, How I Met Your Mother ruined itself with its just blatant misogyny. Yes. I was like, wow, they hated women. Like, hearing (laughs) Neil Patrick Harris' character. Wow, they had it out for women from the get-go, this one. They fucking hated women. Like, it was horrible to listen to because, like, I I did like it. I did like it. And I was like, wow, did this set me back as, like, a real human woman? Because (laughs) listening to Neil Patrick Harris' character just, like just rage against women and just be like oh yeah i have sex with all these girls and they mean nothing to me and it's like wow people like people are supposed to like your character like yeah gross and we dude did. nasty i, Same I with remember Game of walking Thrones. away like, from that's that the issue i have with it i think i walked away from that series thinking that he was one of the one of the better people in the group like top two yeah. out of the entire group thinking that he was like in the top two. I still kind of stand by that. Cause I think everyone else in that group is p- horrible. I think it was more, their misogyny was more insidious in that they were nice guy characters. And so it was like, yeah, but they still fucking hated women. Like Ted just used right. women for his own yeah. like ends. And he had this like, you know, 500 days of summer esque like obsession with women. He wanted the perfect yep. girl, that kind of thing. And that was really fucked and never like he was, was introspective. He was the, the classic nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a classic nice guy, which I think is really insidious because I think a lot yeah. of men think they deserve perfect, heavy air quotes women. Yeah. And they don't and also that doesn't exist like nobody's perfect so like what are you even doing right and then barney's character was just like oh fuck women i have sex with girls and i'm such a player and it's like okay i mean i guess at least you're saying that you hate women out loud (laughs) (laughs) was he at least least admitting did did barney at least give like was he at least communicative with them? I don't I don't recall the show well enough to think if he was like No. If he was no, open he wasn't. to the women about like okay. He had his whole playbook that was full of lies to tell women. Oh right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was Absolutely just a right. book of of lies he used to trick women into having sex with him. You know, like yep. a crime. Like, <laughs> like- <laughs> You know, like assault. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, so we're not, not doing good. We're not. We're not going to approach the. We're not going to do the friend group thing. The friend group thing is played, and it's pretty much always bad. It's so toxic. Friends. They were all terrible to each other. Like community. Fr- community is hilarious, but like, also has its issues. Yeah. But like, everyone hates each other. Everyone hates each other, and they all, everyone comes out looking bad. I think friends. All of those people are bad. How I Met Your oh, Mother. Yeah. All those people are bad. It's it, none of it's good. Incestuous friend groups. It's just like, why do we want to watch? It's just because yeah. you want to see the same six beautiful people fuck each other in different combinations over and over. That is that is true. Everyone wants to mm-hmm. see that. Um, Frasier. So here's this is nice. Frasier's number three. 
So okay. we've got SNL number one, Game of Thrones number two, Frasier number three. So that gives me hope that if our television show is at least a little bit successful, but it's mm-hmm. not quite as good as we want, there's hope for a sequel. And there's hope for this, like the spin-off sequel to be better. Is Frasier coming back? No. Then why why you say the sequel thing? Well, because Frasier was a spinoff of Cheers. Was it? Yeah. I didn't watch Cheers or Frasier. I know nothing about Frasier them. Frasier was a character on Cheers from like season four or five onward until the end. And then when Cheers ended, Frasier got his own show. Okay. Job, so it's Kelsey like an Grammer, Angel Kevin Buffy Peter. situation. I guess. I, that's a reference. Yeah. I don't know. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a series, and then there was a spinoff yeah, with fine. the guy from <laughs> no, you know the guy from Bones, <laughs> the guy yeah. from Bones, like the man. So he actually before Bones <laughs> was a character named Angel on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I believe he was actually an angel. I don't think he was a vampire. Did he I didn't get? And he got his own show. He got his own fact. show called Angel. Yikes. Yeah, after I, Buffy I the Vampire Slayer. Another. I have a picture of that man in my head in the this role, Angel, and I don't want you to explain it to prove that that picture is wrong. I want that picture to be in there. Fair enough. Because it's perfect. Another, another Buffy grad was Allison Hannigan. Oh, yes. Who was then on How I Met Your Mother. Also... One of the worst actors in the world. Like, she is a yes. terrible actor. Pretty bad. Yeah. Just, just garbage uh, actor. Mary Tyler Moore Show, number five. Have never seen okay. anything about it. Don't know anything about it. Sorry, old people. I apologize. Uh, number six, Cheers. Have watched Cheers. Okay. Fun show. Uh, also, a group of friends. Also, none of them treat each other very well. Also, very toxic heterosexual relationships that should just not have happened and should not have gone on for as long as they did. That whole Sam wow. and Diane thing. You know how everyone mentions, references Sam and Diane? Yeah, they yeah. just shouldn't have done that. That that relationship was absolutely dreadful from the second they got together, from before they got together. And then they ended up getting married and it, it, they should not have done that. <laughs> Wow. Way to spoil Cheers for Sorry. me. Sorry. <laughs> Why did you watch Cheers? It was on Netflix, and I was like, this is a cultural cornerstone <laughs> that people reference a lot. Maybe you should watch this. Was this like a quarantine West Wing, activity? number eight. Ah, oh, okay. No. So, West Wing, I... Sorkin is a special dude in that yes. I hate him. Okay. But I really like West Wing. But also, like, I do like the snappy, fast talk style a bit. Absolutely. It's very fun. I love a show that forces you know, is, me is to fun. put on subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. And it's also like, which is what every if show. Neoliberals anyway. ruled everything. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this is kind of more okay than the way it turned out, right. you know? But also, it's like very safe. Because like, it has to be, because it's like, was, I don't want to air on NBC or something. Yeah. So it, it was like these very non-establishment shaking things that were like, hey, what if people were treated like people by the administration? And it was right. like, oh, man, what a great world that would be. And it was like Sorkin just masturbating like violently and being like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Biden 2020. So I think, Anyways. I think based on what I'm seeing with these numbers is that the dramas tend to be heavier hitters in a shorter period of time. Yeah. And then the they got to stop because there's only so much you want to cry. Right. But comedies have that longevity. The comedies go for longer, so they have a better chance of getting more awards if the, if they're well done. But I think I think the dramas are a better return on investment in terms of time. I agree, and let's be real, I'm not really good with commitment. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. I mean to like a project. Right. Right. I want so do we want to do we want to do oh man there's so many things to decide so we want to do a drama about two siblings i don't think so because i just i just <laughs> worry i just worry about the internet you know yeah. existing yes what? that's completely fair here's the thing though the internet's going to do gross shit with your characters no matter what you do that's true but i'd rather not base them on me especially this if it's is- going to be a drama <laughs> like there i mean boardwalk empire is on this list it's number 17 and steve buscemi's face is staring deep into my soul he's got beautiful uh-huh. eyes by the way i don't know if anyone i mean people talk about his <laughs> eyes but they talk about how how gross his eyes look because they're kind of sunken his his beautiful eyes and people need to stop badgering this man uh okay. but given what i've just said you have to know that people have said some gross sexual stuff about Steve Buscemi purely because he exists on TV. Uh, yeah, for sure they have. But <laughs> we we don't want to be encouraging that with like characters based on us. How do you feel about like a period drama? Like, oh, because, you know, just is that because we have like just Downton a pure Abbey inherent like sexual energy? That we I mean. I- <laughs> I can't speak as to you, but I know that I have put out, just on this podcast alone, I've put out some very intense, um, never mind, I don't want to talk about it. Um, the listeners know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that little cartoon girl, just look in her eyes. She knows. Anyways. We also, we have, we also have the opportunity for a, a competition show, because Dancing with the Ugh. Stars is number 22 on the list, so. Ugh. <laughs> this is a way to drain the life out of me. I said, like, that's once again, like, that's a commitment thing because that's like so many seasons yeah. and it'll just keep going. Like, isn't American Idol still on? Uh, it's, yes. Yeah. 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 It's back, but yes. So, I'm I thinking think, like a Downton so Abbey slice, like a Downtime last, Abbey. Last on the list. Downtime mm-hmm. Abbey is rough. Yeah. That's it's a so hard good, pill though. to swallow. Is what you've so, just it's going to be amazing, and it's Britishy, <laughs> you know. Right? Were we going British? Did we want to be in that region? Well, all the very good dramas are British. Have you seen? Um, I gotta tell you, Down, Downton Abbey's not on this list. Did it not win Emmys? The the can they not? Were they BBC? I I think I I don't know. I guess maybe. I, I, honestly, no clue. Um. A very highly regarded drama that is inherently American, Mad Men. Mad Men. Number Mad 25. Men, yeah. the, the last Why does every the critically acclaimed th- thing, like, fucking hate women? Like, everything that is critically acclaimed treats women like garbage. 
Yeah. Is that, that so? That I makes mean, it on the list then. If we want to win awards, we have to hate treat women. women like garbage. <laughs> yeah, because I would want like you. You want to go for that period stuff. You not yeah. pertaining to women. You want you want a period <laughs> drama. <laughs> You want something for your customers to do, is what I'm how about saying. A, how about a period drama? Period drama. A, it would be bold. That, We'd have to be bold. It is bold. <laughs> but I'm listening. You have to elaborate <laughs> on what you mean, because I'm very curious. I'm just saying it's a, you know, it's a, it's a landmark time right. for women right now. And so, like, why not yes. get something up there that in 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 what uh, I'm so scared of what I'm about to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> really sweaty. Um, you know, so we want to be bold with our choices about how we portray women. And so how about like a vagina monologues type thing, but purely centered around menstruation? We can have oh, like everyone's. Man period stories you know what right. i mean and it could are, be funny the... it could be sad you know we could have like the whole you know run the whole fit deal yeah with just menstruation you know what's the um what the, what are we gotta we gotta figure a title for this if we're gonna i really don't want to <laughs> workshop this anymore <laughs> really, it was gonna be a one-off this and idea then we decided to uh, develop it. is over as soon as i said it <laughs> Yeah, no, that was it. I was just putting it out there, and now we're going to do something different because that one makes me feel sweaty okay. and uncomfortable. The reason we need it, but it needs to be, like, someone bold. And also, you know, I don't trust this important story in our hands. Thank you so, so much to our musical guest this week, Drea. The song you're about to hear by Drea is called Ritual. And to find more music from Drea, you can go to her Instagram, which is at Drea underscore Vitalia. And I'll put the spelling of that in the description. I'm also going to put a link to a website that you can go to find just direct links to her music on all streaming platforms. So you should go on whatever your favorite streaming platform is, follow her, listen to her music, download her music, show her some love. For now, please enjoy Ritual by Drea. From the light that's inside of you I'ma practice, you're my religion You can read my mind, just listen And that's how 
what if we did some uh hmm a drama about crab fishermen in Ooh. the 30s late late 30s so there's world war ii implications as well maybe oh. if we get far enough into it there's drama about some of the characters being drafted yeah and they would and have to have leave like, their profession you know what's interesting about this is you can have like a whole sh- seafaring vibe too right like a master and commander type thing but later obviously right you could also well, no, I like this. I like this because it's like fishermen. You can have like that like old timey fishing village type vibe. People eat that shit up. You know, you have some really cool oh, and you, on location shots. You know, you know, there's going to be some some secret gay love happening. How about, OK, instead of crab fishermen. OK. You have uh, main lobstermen. OK. Seems lower I like stakes. It no, because it's the same stakes, except you have, or sorry, like, yeah, like, lobstermen, you know, and they can have, like, the accent. Is there... And, like, and people like accents. Is this far you know, enough and back? And then there's, there's, like, best supporting actor bait right oh, there. Oh, you're trying to go Someone for, Someone who like, can do the accent the best. Right. Yeah. You're, you're going for easy character work. Yeah, for sure. Do we want our... Our actors getting awards for acting still counts as awards for our show. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they put on the covers okay. of the DVDs. That's true. They yeah. People take credit for it all the time. Yeah, they're like with an Academy Award winning supporting actor, Mark Ruffalo. And you're like, okay. I sure. think Ruffalo, I know that's just a, an idea you threw out. That's just a name. I think Ruffalo. I feel like he would do a great reach. job. He would, no, he would do- I'm gonna do the accent for a little bit. I, f- okay. I think Mock would do a great job. You know, <laughs> Mock Ruffalo. <laughs> I can't do it. why <laughs> I won't be performing in it. I'm just a producer. Wasn't that the accent that he did in Spotlight? Uh, no, he did not do that. He did like a real weird. Where were they? Like it wasn't. In he was from. They were in Boston. Okay. But he had like a very subtle accent. Like he had like the least accent of anyone besides Rachel McAdams. And so he was just like real angry, but also twitchy and like real weird. Like he ate weird and he stood weird and he was jogging a lot. Oh, man. He made some like really specific character choices in that role. He actually did a fabulous job. So for a show that's starting fresh. I mean, we need we need money, obviously, but I'm thinking like every show that has started fresh that's gone somewhere has a a relatively big name in either the first or second season and then onward. Yeah, I'm thinking like I mean, I mean, Mad Men was star studded, so that's not a good example. But they, I just watched the Umbrella Academy, and I mean they, uh-huh. they had. A few people that I recognize from watching, like, Game of Thrones and a couple other things. I mean, they had Ellen Page. Their big thing, their big person was Ellen Page. Like, they had oh, her okay, from the cool. get-go. I'm thinking we could get Rachel McAdams. I mean... I don't know what... I, I don't know like what role she plays on this really main lobster though. fishing boat. Now, I'm hoping for, like, an old crab apple man. 
Like, I want that old man cred. And I feel like crusty old men is like where there are bread and butter, you know? How old's Lithgow at this point? Where's Lithgow? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Lithgow, right? Because I watched The Crown. Right. He was amazing in that. I mean, Lithgow's absolutely amazing, Churchill. He's a consistent, incredible actor all the time. But I. We were just talking about how he resurrected Dexter, apparently. Right. (laughs) Here. Here's one thing. Yes. And I think the actor is important. I feel like if we can get Lithgow, we should get Lithgow. If we can get Lithgow, we should get this Lithgow. Is, this, but this but, is what every producer thinks. Right. You know, that, like I, literally, it doesn't even matter the show. Yeah. As soon as they have an idea for a show, they're like, man, I hope I can get Lithgow. Can we get Lithgow you for know? something? <laughs> can we get Lithgow on this? Because we're going to need it. And he's just like, yeah. He's no, just accepting but or dropping off. Or Frazier. That- what if we get him? Is he doing anything right now? Yeah. He's a good actor. We could get a we might be able to get a Kelsey Grammer. We we yeah. might be able to get Kelsey to at least like humor a read through. And then once yeah. his foot's in the door, I think we can get him. I think we can get him because this is clearly Emmy bait. Like they're gonna <laughs> I think, know. There's both. We can in... get Kelsey to sign something just all, <laughs> all you gotta tell them. Is like our simple premise of like 1930s lobstermen, yeah, and that the war is going to come in in a in a few seasons, right? But then here's where you get them, because mm-hmm. this is what I notice about all all um, acclaimed dramas right. lately. You just got to tell them it's going to be really fucking dark. Yeah, it's going to be so dark. You're going to have to close all the windows to your house to watch this. Yes, it will be yeah. streaming on all the all the it's streaming platforms, but you will have riddled. to you have to turn your brightness on your screen all the way up, and you have to close all of your windows to even see this bitch. And then they're going to be like, "I'm in, I'm in that dark shit." We, we just love can't. It. We can't tell him that it's like a a male chimp exclusive. What? I swear to God, I saw that. <laughs> first time the other day because sam and i have watched all of queer eye at this point and we also watched their new wedding show by the same producers it's a different cast of like of fixer uppers like instead of the Mm -hmm. fab five it's it's three still gay men um but they're all one of them is a, a a dress designer like a fashion designer one of them is a a wedding like he, he puts weddings together. That's his whole thing. And the other one is uh-huh. a chef. And the three of them, like, will help out. I believe it's called a, a wedding planner. Trying to surprise. Yes, a wedding planner. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. But they, uh, their people will, like, submit their idea to the show. And they'll show up and be like, okay, we're going to surprise your, your person with an engagement. And then a wedding, like, the same week. And they have to throw together a wedding for them, and it's very heartfelt. Anyway, that sounds there's another show. Horrible! I swear to God, if, <laughs> if Taylor surprised me with a wedding planned by strangers, I, and then who wanted to televise it for the world, I would say no. I don't know what to tell I you. I would say no, and I would run away. Those weddings end up pretty awesome, and it's very heartfelt. And I cried uh, every episode. Same with Queer Eye. I think I think you're just a big cry. That's baby. possible. <laughs> they have a third show now. That's oh my God. a different group of gay men who are helping people 
revive their. It's like surprise home makeover, and you come home from work <laughs> one day, and your house yeah, is all different. But this one is well, they do that on regular Queer Eye. This one is oh, surprise. <laughs> you need to start watching makeover. Stuff. What? <laughs> They they go to people's whose like businesses are failing and they help them fix up their business. That's that's the that's the premise. But the kicker is that it is a no shit a Mailchimp exclusive. I don't know what Mailchimp is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. And I'm worried. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I'm concerned that they have a show that I kind of want to watch. Oh my god. Hey, you know, whatever floats your boat. Mailchimp, if you want to pick up a downtime show, Mailchimp, if you're listening, uh, Mr. Chimp, uh, Mr. David Chimp, we we could do a TV show. I don't know what about. Yeah. Well, you can pick up our John Lithgow, Rachel we McAdams, we're doing it. Fisherman show. Yeah, I think so. Here's the yeah, thing. Yeah. I think it's like a family thing, right? Like that's gonna be like our tagline is like keeping it in the family because it's like a, a business, oh, no. right? That's that's run from like several generations of Maine lobstermen, and then the youngest so this is, this son is the family gets that drafted. Brought that, oh man! Mm-hmm, so they're mm-hmm. lobster but it's like fishermen a for decades and decades, and like. Uh-huh. You're never you're never gonna do anything else from birth. You are a lobster. You're, you're a, lobster a lobsterman. Man. You're a lobsterman. You're a lobsterman. And that's you're a lobsterman. That's yeah. how this is gonna go. That's our family. And mm-hmm. he gets drafted to to go into World War Two. Yeah. Do they do they try to like forge papers or something? Do they try and get him? Maybe there's like all kinds of drama. No, I think he does. There's drama around it, but I think he ultimately wants to serve his country. I feel like that's the kind of guy he is, you know. And we get like a young hottie for that. Like oh, we don't. We need a, a no-name hottie here's to make his career, you know. Right. They have. There is a rival family of lobstermen in oh, the same shit. area. Uh huh. They. He gets. It's gonna be called claws out. To to I just. War. I just made up. I made the thing. It's called Claws Out. <laughs> claws Out. There, he gets drafted. The rubber bands are off. A week before he's supposed to set off, he his like leg gets caught in a line on the boat, and he gets like oh, no. lifted up into the air, and he like oh, no. his like leg fucks his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. And so then he can't he can't go to war, which is like can't go to war. It sucks because he broke his leg, but it's great for the family because he's not going to war. But yeah, but the, but he can't be a lobsterman anymore. The rival family starts a smear campaign saying that they are like they faked the injury and that or that they did it on purpose. Oh no! You know what I'm saying? To try yeah, and like smear gonna, the family name. What's gonna happen to Bob Lobsterman and his family? <laughs> what's gonna happen? Find out in season two. Cut it. Season print. two. Oh my god! Dude. Amazing, and it's like snowy a lot of the times. So we have like a Fargo type situation where it's like dark that's what I think because like I was thinking I have written down like find a mood because I'm thinking Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad everything felt hot and dry throughout yeah. the entire series. Every scene you were like you saw like heat lines on on yeah. every scene. Like you just that that show evoked a feeling of just like sweat. For the entire yeah. series. And I want a similar thing. That but like, pressure, too. Like, you felt the pressure. Oh, yeah. 
of everything in that show. Like, it was very stressful to watch. <laughs> I put off watching that the last season of Breaking Bad for several years. And then finally I sat down to watch it and I binged the whole thing in one day. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was with you for that because we watched like the last couple of episodes. You filled me in on everything I missed. And then like we just watched the last few episodes because it was just like it got too intense. It's extremely intense. I was probably depressed for a few days after finishing that. Not because it was over, just because of the subject matter. But I that's yeah. the feeling I want to invoke. That's that's what I want to like get out of Like wet and cold. Wet and cold and dreary and depressed. Dark. Yeah. 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 Are we going to have a, 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 a backwards letter in the title sequence? Mm, no. I feel like everybody's doing no. that these days. Yeah, I feel like we got to set ourselves apart. Okay. You know what I mean? For Claws Out. Yeah. What's the family? We need a good family name. Uh, what's a good, what's a good like, New England? What's a New England dynasty? <laughs> fuck if i know <laughs> you're you're not you're not studied up on your new england your no new england i feel like they're names. like vaguely irish maybe thompson's are they, do you, they are you feeling thompson's thompson's pretty good sullivan's sullivan's good S- sullivan is really good and it's vaguely irishy which i yeah. like so uh sullivan's, sullivan's catch. family lobster fishing llc (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 called claws out there it follows the sullivan family through their through their lobster fishing careers Mm -hmm. and And everything that could happen there you know like fishing is a dangerous career oh my god no what if they're the murphys is that two on the nose? I think so. Because of Murphy's Law? Yeah, because of Murphy's Law. Like, everything that can go wrong. This, no, but that's I think, the like... I was thinking of. But is I it think too we cheeky have, like, to a, call them the Murphys? I think it is. I think it is. Okay. And I think they have right, a daughter right. that is sort of, like, you know, uh, her betrothed does go to war. I mean, that definitely yeah. has to happen. And then he dies, and now she's, like, verging on being an old maid. I, I really, family I falls really, on hard times mom's gotta take in the washing you know washing work i really think we can get rachel mcadams only because have you seen the eurovision song contest movie uh you know have you do you know what eurovision is i i know i know what eurovision is and i've seen the trailers for that okay she's i think she's ready for a tv career is what i'm saying She's starting she's starting on on the path of just doing stuff like like working on projects that she just thinks are that she just wants to do. She's at that point in her career. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we can get her to to come over to the dark side of television. Yeah, for sure. Now, do there's, we There's pull... a sale there. Yeah. Now, what do we do? Do we have her play the daughter or do we pull like a uh, people who cast Jennifer Lawrence and things and just have her play a much older woman, even though they're older women that are like ready to act? No, I think she's a daughter. I think she okay, plays cool. her. I think she plays her age. I'm she's, about that. Right I'm now she's that. 41. Okay. Rachel McAdams is. I don't Good know that her. off the top of my head. I'm Jesus, looking at her some, Wikipedia. She looks amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. John just knows all of the Rachel McAdams stats. <laughs> Do you want to know her bra size? Because John's got it. Like, 
It would be upsetting. Uh, no, I think I think she plays her age. I don't I don't think we I I don't want to mess with that. I don't I don't want any heat for that kind of thing. Yeah. Because we'll get it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all the all these other award winning shows like didn't. And they got awards instead. But I feel like in this day and age, like, we would get it. Yeah. We'll pull... Okay, so here's here's the here's the pitch. We have, okay. like, Rachel McAdams is our big name for from season one onward. Okay. We don't... The, what about the Grandpa Lithgow? So here's the thing. The dad of the family, or the grandpa of the family, who... I feel like he plays a senile grandpa who lives with them. But I don't think he's there the whole time. I don't think we have the the cash. What senile grandpa just shows up? You think you okay? So you think we can get him for like one episode? I for want the him. First season I want him from it. day. I, I want him from day one, man. I'm thinking if we can get him early, then we just write him into the season. If he's if 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 Lithgow or or Kelsey Grammer are sold as a yeah, then we pull him in from the get go. And if both of them are sold, then we do like a you know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and we have them both there. In the same bed together. <laughs> it's both. It's both grandpas from both sides of the family. Yeah, just like Charlie and the Chocolate and they, Factory. And they secretly have. They were a both lobstermen. That, that they're not weird. telling their family about. That's that is that's Oscar stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like that is that's Oscar caliber. We're 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 in, we're in television right now, but like that, going, that would be. We're going for Golden Globes. We're going for Emmys, and we're gonna get them all. You know, I think I don't think it's the other grandpa, but I do think it is. Like he is is writing letters to an old friend, an old war buddy. Yeah, who actually, since he's senile, the other guy is actually dead, and he just writes him letters, and then the family has to take them and pretend they're delivering them, and then just put them in the fire oh because they know. Oh my god, that's the saddest the guy thing I've ever dead. heard. Yeah, it's I like know. a ritual I was built for this shit. For the end of the every episode ends with him writing a letter or adding something to a letter. Like you don't know how many letters are being sent off, and then at some point, like in the first couple episodes of season three. You see, like, you see one of the sons walking away with the and letter. Just puts being like, it yeah, in I'm a pile go put this in the of letters. He just, he either puts Ugh. it in a pile or he throws it on the fire, and you can see like burnt up bits of like, uh, like ribbon or whatever laying around. Oh so you can God. see that other letters have been burned. That's so sad. Oh, it's hard hitting. Oh, oh, I made myself so sad just now. <laughs> Oh God! We've Shit. been in quarantine way too long. <laughs> <laughs> Watching too much sad shit, I guess. You know what is on Netflix now is Pride and Prejudice. Very, very happy very about good. it. Very good. Oh yeah, I watched the shit out of that because Taylor was recording and I had the house to myself, kind of. And I was just like, "Yes, I watch Pride and Prejudice." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a sap, and I love it. This is. This is gonna I mean, this be is good. the. Th- this is good shit, and if you're a TV producer and you're listening to this right now, first of all, why? Second of all, dude, if uh, I see that love letter shit in a television show that comes dude, out after we release this, yeah. I'm fucking suing them because that's a really good idea. It's a really and good someone idea. Someone should use it. <laughs> like, and this is this is another one of those episodes that I mean we're taking a risk by putting this so out mad. into the world. We've thought about so many things, so John. Many things. Like this is like a really good, you know, little little percolator 
yeah this this show of ours yeah if you're a tv producer just just email us if you're yep. if you're if you're a tv producer if you are a musician and you want your music featured on our show if you have ideas for how to's email us at downtimesubs at gmail.com that's d-o-w-n-t-i-m-e-s-u-b-s at gmail.com you can also dm us on instagram or twitter instagram and twitter at downy siblings that's d-o-w-n-e-y siblings like brothers sisters yeah um thank you so much to natalie spitzel for the use of her cover art (laughs) (laughs) if you'd like to see more from natalie you can go to her instagram at nms underscore creative or you can go to her website nataliespitzel.com that was my way of saying i I think we did it order i'm sorry yeah yeah i think that i think we did it though i think we did a good job and i'm very pleased with this um you if you liked the music it's done by a wonderful composer named ethan gustafson and if you want him on your projects if you want him his beautiful tones that he makes on your on your project whatever you're working on be it podcast tv movie online series youtube channel whatever you're doing video games doesn't matter he'll he'll do it somepointsound.com hit him up thank you ethan hell yeah one last thing to say before we go um please stay involved in your areas be aware of what's going on um also um obviously we had that horrifying explosion in beirut um be aware of who you're donating to if you're um a kind soul that wants to donate to what's going on in beirut the only good link i have found is to the uh red cross in in beirut so be very aware um if you're trying to give to organizations there um just realize that their their donor portals are a little different than ours and you want to make sure that obviously that money goes into the right hands but i've been um I've been seeing that the Red Cross is a legitimate place to donate for that. Um, also, be aware of what's going on in your area. And please register for your mail-in ballot ASAP. We'll include a link um, to a Google Doc that has exactly how to do that. That'll be very helpful. That actually a friend of ours and um, a co-creator on Outlaws and Old Ones created in order to really simplify that process so you know exactly what's going on. I myself have gotten a couple of sketchy like documents mailed to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this, but please reach out and put your own information into a good place. Do not just like fill things out in whatever is mailed to you that's not always a legitimate way to to get things done um yeah so just be aware of that and please continue to follow the blm hashtags um and continue to go to events in your uh, specific area and help out your community i myself am a renter and mass evictions are massive here in uh richmond um so i just joined my tenants union and if you're a renter uh please I encourage you to join a tenants union in your area as well. So yeah, yep. that's going to be it for um, us. Thank you so much for, Oh, never mind. Sorry, John. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, you reminded me that we have another show that I do. Um, and plug time is over. So I apologize. This is a little bit late. Uh, but outlaws and old ones, we are still releasing episodes regularly on Thursday nights at 7 PM EDT. Um, but we are now going to be um, 
instead of pre-recording and then sending out episodes uh, on Thursday nights at the appropriate time, we're going to also be streaming when we record. So if you want to see us live, you still can, and you can still get the actual real live version. Um, I think this week we are actually recording the night of when this episode is coming out on Tuesday the 11th. So just go on, on twitch.tv slash the outlaws network uh, and give us a follow and you'll be notified whenever we go live, be it on our recording days or on Thursdays when we're uh, re re-airing the episodes or if we're actually going live just on Thursday nights, whenever, doesn't matter, whenever we go live, you'll be notified and you'll get to come have some fun with us while we play uh, our tabletop role-playing game. All right. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Emily Downey. I'm John Downey. Al Roker, I will fight you. Oh.